Hello everyone and welcome to Season 3 of Backyard Geology. In this season, I will be taking you across the world on a geologic pilgrimage to visit natural sites that have played a key role in our understanding of Earth, its history, and the processes by which it has evolved. The present is the key to the past. Join me on a journey to sites where you can peer deep into the mantle and deep into the past to understand the evolution of our spectacular planet. This week's journey takes us to Iceland. Geologists are often researching events, structures, and processes that happened millions to billions of years ago. Everything in geology happens incredibly slowly, making real-time observation of geologic evolution in our lifetime impossible, at least until time machines are invented and Homo sapiens develop more patience. This is where Iceland steals the show. Iceland is one of the youngest nations in the world, geologically speaking and its formation continues to this day with frequent volcanic eruptions. The more recent formation of the island and individual parts of the island that may have been more recently transformed by lava flows means that most of the terrains remain in the early stages of succession. There is very limited, dense vegetation to block our view of the rocks, and structures have not yet been eroded down. The island hosts a myriad of fresh geologic surfaces, providing a unique and incredibly young study environment. I'll get to why this is so interesting and important, but first let's take a look at the geology and how Iceland formed. You could certainly say the old real estate saying, location, 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 applies to Iceland. The formation of the island is entirely due to its location on a tectonic plate boundary. The North American plate to the west and the Eurasian plate to the east are diverging, meaning spreading apart, at the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. This ridge was discovered in the mid-19th century when an American warship, the USS Dolphin, carried out echo soundings across the Atlantic, revealing a shallow zone approximately in the center of the ocean, later named the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. A hundred years later, American geologist and oceanographer Marie Tharp noticed that the depth profiles across the ridge appeared V-shaped, proposing that the Mid-Atlantic Ridge was an underwater spreading center where crust from the two tectonic plates was diverging and new crust was being made via underwater volcanic eruptions. The shallowing that was noted along the ridge is due to the formation of new crust, pushing the surface of the crust higher in the water. Iceland sits on the northern part of the ridge and owes its formation to the spreading center, providing a break in the crust from which lava could erupt to build the island. Unlike the small peaks made around spreading centers, though, Iceland is quite large, much larger than other volcanic islands formed along Earth's spreading centers. This is where location comes into play. That spot on the mid-Atlantic ridge, the spreading center, also hosts a hot spot. Hotspots are areas on Earth over a plume or upwelling from the mantle. The mantle is the semi-fluid layer just below the crust. The upwelling at the hotspot means that a surplus of magma approaches the surface and hence more volcanism can occur, allowing the volcanic island to grow to its relatively large size, a whopping 3 kilometers above the average height of the mid-Atlantic ridge. Hawaii is an example of volcanic islands forming at a hotspot in the middle of the Pacific Plate, not at a plate boundary like with Iceland. 
The location of Iceland essentially combines the island-forming potentials of spreading centers and hotspots. Size-wise, Hawaii is much smaller than Iceland. While there remains many elusive aspects of hotspots, it is generally understood that hotspots are relatively stationary in the mantle. The crust, on the other hand, is not stationary and drifts around on the mantle almost as if it's floating in endless cycles of continental drift. Over time, and I mean geologic time, the movement of the crust over a hotspot is recorded by island-forming volcanism. Hawaii is an excellent visual of this. The Hawaiian island chain stretches roughly northwest to southeast, with older islands being formed in the northwest and younger islands in the southeast. The movement of the crust over the hotspot has allowed the islands to form a chain as the crust drifts over the mantle, upwelling over millions of years. The same process is proposed to have happened in Iceland, with the hotspot residing to the northeast approximately in Greenland about 40 million years ago, and as the crust slowly moved, the hotspot now resides in its present location in central Iceland. You can see a ridge formed between Greenland and Iceland from the movement of the crust over the hotspot. The majority of volcanism that formed the island occurred about 25 to 18 million years ago, as the hotspot centered on the area, making it one of the youngest countries in the world from a geology standpoint. Aside from some later sedimentary deposits on the surface, the island is made up entirely of igneous rocks from volcanic eruptions. There are no true metamorphic rocks on the island due to its young age. The primary type of igneous rock on the island is basalt, a dark, fine-grained rock that cooled above ground. When basalt cools, it sometimes naturally produces hexagonal-shaped columns by cooling outwards from evenly spaced spreading centers on the surface of the lava. These columns are often part of popular geotourism attractions and make for spectacular landscapes. In addition to the columns, basalt can be formed as a or pahoehoe, two types of lava defined by the way that they flowed. A, that's spelt A-A, is formed from more viscous and explosive lavas, cooling as sharp, rough, and jagged lava flows. Pahoehoe, on the other hand, forms from less viscous lavas that cool as smooth, billowy, or ropey surfaces. Both names are of Hawaiian origin, meaning stony and smooth, respectively. An additional and notable type of lava seen across Iceland is pillow lava. These are basalts that erupted underwater, forming round, almost bubbly-looking rocks that look like pillows. Prior to reaching the surface of the water, Icelandic basalts would have been erupting underwater, and some of these rocks are now visible on land, uplifted and shifted from their original positions. In addition to making up epic rock formations, Icelandic basalt played a key role for Viking settlers as early as the 9th century. Volcanic gases diffusing through the water from the subsurface or being dissolved in water from the air made streams and rivers acidic and low in oxygen. The acidic water flowing over the basalt gradually dissolved iron from the rock. As a mafic rock, basalt is rich in iron and magnesium, which gives it its dark color. As the iron-rich waters come to the surface and interact with fresh spring waters in the air, the iron is oxidized and is precipitated on waterbeds as an iron oxyhydroxide. You can find these deposits across Iceland as orangey, flaky, and spotty deposits on rocks and grasses lining small streams and ponds. This is known as bog iron and was collected by Vikings to make early tools. 
Now that I've covered the rocks, I'd like to jump back to the idea of succession in Iceland and why it makes Iceland so special. Strictly speaking, the idea of succession comes from ecology and describes the process of change in the ecological structure of a region. Ecological succession is made of stages of natural colonization occurring on a barren landscape, such as that brought about by a ferocious forest fire, or what we're interested in, that formed after a lava flow decimates the terrain. Frequent lava flows and the associated flooding as eruptions melt resonant ice sheets essentially resets the terrain. The diverse landscape in Iceland offers numerous succession stages for scientists to study. For example, on November 14, 1963, lavas from an underwater volcanic eruption just off the southern shore of Iceland reached the surface, forming a brand new island named Surtsey. Surtsey is 1.3 square kilometers in size and sits 155 meters above sea level at its peak. As of 2008, the island is a UNESCO World Heritage Site due to its great scientific value. With the exception of a small hut for researchers to stay in, Surtsey remains untouched by humans and scientists are studying how life has settled and will develop on the island. Aside from the ecological succession, geologic succession can be observed as well, in terms of erosion. Erosion of geologic features gradually takes away the original form of the terrain. In Iceland, young geologic features are plentiful, showcasing fresh geologic surfaces, allowing geologists to understand the processes that occurred to form such structures. Thanks to its location on a divergent plate boundary and geologic hotspot, Iceland is so incredibly geologically active and it allows geologists to see fresh geologic developments on a regular basis. New terrains lack vegetation to obscure outcrops, making it an ideal place to study rocks and geologic structures. The intense geologic activity on the island, particularly in the south, means that geothermal sources make up 66% of primary energy use across the nation. It also means that hot springs are abundant which nicely accompanies the damp, typically rainy fieldwork conditions, alongside spectacular views of the ocean, glaciers, waterfalls, and mountains. It is not just a mantle hotspot, but also a hotspot for geologists seeking geology in action. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and families. The International Geologic Pilgrimage of Backyard Geology is part of the Geology Podcast Network and is sponsored by Traveling Geologist. You can find more episodes from the Geology Podcast Network wherever you subscribe to your podcasts.